and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you. Welcome to Morning Mass here at St. Bride's Church in Canvas Lang, which is the funeral mass offered for the repose of the soul of John Doherty. Uh, welcome uh, to his sisters who are here with us, Anne and Maureen, and to Brother Charles. Uh, welcome also to all family members who are here with us, and uh, Joseph Downey, his friend, as well. And welcome to all who will be joining us later on in the audio recording uh, that will be available on the parish website. Many people, as you know, would have liked to have been here with you here today, but are not able to be here because of the restrictions. But they send to you their sincere condolences, their love and their prayers. John's death, as you know, uh, came very suddenly. And I know it's very difficult for the family and friends to take it in now. He was much loved by his family, much loved also by his friends, and will be missed by all. He was a very gifted man in so many different respects, and always put his heart and soul into everything that he did. Today, we are thankful for the rich, good and generous life that he led. It's not long since the death of his own beloved mother and father, who meant everything to him, and we are consoled at the thought of him united again with his parents and his brother Martin. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord. Christ, have mercy. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, Almighty Father, our faith professes that your Son died and rose again. Mercifully grant that through this mystery, your servant John, 
who has fallen asleep in Christ, may rise, may rise again with him. And we ask this through your Son, who is our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Please be seated. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. When we were baptised in Christ Jesus, we were baptised into his death. In other words, when we were baptised, we went into the tomb with him and joined him in death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead by the Father's glory, we too might live a new life. But we believe, having died with Christ, we shall return to life with him, Christ, as we know, having been raised from the dead, will never die again. Death has no power over him. The word of the Lord.
A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. With God on our side, who can be against us? Since God did not spare his own son, but gave him up to benefit his all, we may be certain after such a gift that he will not refuse anything he can give. Could anyone accuse those that God has chosen? And when God acquits, could anyone condemn? Could Christ Jesus? No, he not only died for us, he rose from the dead, and there at God's right hand he stands and pleads for us. Nothing, therefore, can come between us and the love of Christ. Even if we are troubled or worried or being persecuted or lacking food or clothes or being threatened or even attacked, for these are the trials through which we triumph by the power of him who loved us. For I am certain of this, neither death nor life, no angel, no prince, nothing that exists, nothing still to come, not any power or height or depth, nor any created thing can ever come between us and the love of God made visible in Christ Jesus our Lord. The word of the Lord. Please stand. from the Holy Gospel according to John. And Jesus said to his disciples, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God still, and trust in me. There are many rooms in my Father's house. If there were not, I should have told you. I am going now to prepare a place for you, and after I have gone and prepared your place, I shall return to take you with me, so that where I am you may be too. You know the way to the place where I am going. And Thomas said, Lord, we do not know where you are going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. The Gospel of the Lord. Please sit down. As mentioned at the beginning of Mass, John's death came very suddenly. He became ill at home, was taken to hospital, where it was hoped that he would recover, go on his feet again. Sadly, this was not to be the case. He passed away in hospital very suddenly indeed, and it's been a very hard blow so soon after the death of John's mother in June of this year. It's a very short space of time also since his own father's death too. The father, uh, the family are very sad at the loss of John. He was much loved by all 
and will be very much missed by everyone. It was, of course, the last thing that everyone expected, that John's death would come so early in his life. There seemed to be so much waiting for him. We bring him here to the church for prayers and Mass this morning. He'd be so glad that all of you are here with him and that your thoughts and prayers surround him on this day. It was here that his father's funeral took place and his mother's would have took place here too if the restrictions had not intervened. He would be glad that those restrictions are lifted today and that he is able to come here to lie in this church and to have prayers and the Mass offered for him. Although there are only now 20 here because of the restrictions, there's a sense of quietness in the church and we ourselves can respectfully remember John and quietly commend him to God. John himself was a person who was loved, respected and greatly liked by people. That, of course, is one of the great commandments for we are called to love and respect each other in our life. John himself was certainly easy to love and easy to respect because he had a nice way and an easy way of going about things. The other great commandment, of course, that we are to remember is love of God. Today we remember that the love of God that surrounds us here in this moment, it sustains us and that it leads us through our life. We are never alone, but we have the love of God in our life to light up the way, to stop us from stumbling, and to lead us to our final destination. John, like all of us, could walk in that light and with that quiet reassurance in his life that God himself loved him. At the end of his life, we pray for peace and contentment for him. He has reached the end of the journey and the God of love will be with him. Just a few words about uh, John's life that have been provided uh, for this occasion. He was born on the 8th of November 1961 at Bells Hill Maternity Hospital. Family tell me that he was a breech birth, which means that he entered into life, if you like, the wrong, wrong way round. He entered feet first into the world and I think that John may have seen, said that there was something quite appropriate about that his parents were of course uh, Charles and Mary Doherty and the siblings Martin, Maureen, Anne and Charles the family home uh, they began at 33 Westburn Road and then moved in 1963 to 72 Gateside Avenue in Halfway and uh, in 1965 to 39 Woodside Avenue which uh, was the family home uh, for the next 55 years it's been a home much loved uh, by the family dad himself was very proud of the garden and they were, new, they were known and much loved by their neighbours they are a family that have lived I believe the longest in that particular street, a whole lifetime, you would say. John also lived with his parents later in his life in this house, 
returning to the family home, having lived for a time in Tollcross in Glasgow. As a youngster, he attended the local schools of St Caddox and Trinity High School and proved to himself to be exceptionally good at art. As a youngster, he liked to take long walks uh, with his dad, with his brothers and other family members in the company of their Springer Spaniel. The family loved the outdoor uh, life, sports, fishing, shooting, hunting, and John himself liked these things very much too. He also liked reading and music and films, particularly loved certain film actors, and was a great aficionado of films themselves, new films, and would often quote long lines from dialogue of films that he knew so well. He also, as you probably know, had a great love for Elvis Presley, as we heard from that uh, recording earlier on, uh, just before the Mass itself started. He also had an exceptionally wide general knowledge and could pluck information out of the air, which others would be scratching their heads at. He was the kind of person that you would like to have in your quiz team of a night. He was a very cultured man in many ways, liked a wide, wide range of music, including opera and light classical music. Andre Roux, Strauss were particular favourites of his. He was always, as you will remember, impeccable in his dress, dressed smartly all of his life. He had a great love also for animals too, for a dog that he had called Kim, and also he kept ferrets. I imagine that was happening back to his hunting days. In his working life, uh, he started working at a garden centre, horticultural centre, then moved to a large solicitor's firm and worked in the archives and in the mailroom. The mailroom also became what he did in other legal offices and in the stockbrokers. He was well, very well thought of in these places in which he worked. He was efficient, obliging, and good with the people that he worked alongside. He made many friends, and we welcome particularly his friend Joseph Downey, who is here with us today. He was, in essence, a rather quiet and reserved man in many ways. He had quiet ways, and he had interests that he followed himself in life. People liked him very much. He was very courteous, very kind, and very mannerly, and always, was always respectful of others. He had a great love for his respect for his parents, much loved by his mother, and missed her very much when she died just a few months ago in June, and said on that occasion that he'd lost his best friend. We are consoled in our faith today that they are all reunited once again in God's mercy. It is, of course, a true saying, isn't it, that you never know what is round the corner. We could never have imagined in such a short space of time after his own mother's funeral, that we would be here in this church for John's funeral. We especially ask for God's healing for all who miss John today, that God will heal the brokenhearted 
and bind up wounds. May God grant John peace. May he reward him for his kindness and generosity and for his warm heart. And may he know God's peace at the end of his life. sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. As we humbly present to you these offerings, O Lord, for the salvation of your servant, we beseech your mercy that he who did not doubt your son to be a loving saviour may find in him a most merciful judge. We ask this through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God, through Christ our Lord. In him the hope of blessed resurrection dawned, that those saddened by the certainty of dying might be consoled by the promise of immortality. Indeed, for your faithful Lord, life is changed, not ended, And when this earthly dwelling turns to dust, an eternal dwelling is made ready for them in heaven. And so with angels and archangels, thrones and dominions, hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest.
You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them with dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember your servant, John, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that he who was united with your son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. Please stand. We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, look not on our sins but in the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will who live and reign forever and ever. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world, blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, 
but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. to say if you wish to receive Holy Communion today then just uh, stand in your place and I'll just come forward and give you Holy Communion uh, if you'd like to receive a blessing on this occasion just to place your hand on your breast here uh, and if you wouldn't like to receive Communion or a blessing then just remain seated in your places uh, where you are please stand
Let us pray. Lord God, whose Son left us in the sacrament of his body, food for the journey, mercifully grant that, strengthened by it, our dear brother John may come to the eternal table of Christ, who lives and reigns for ever and ever. and 
Stop that threat me.